you know. And I've done one podcast. You did? With Leah Taylor. You did? When she was 11, because I used to tutor her in math. Oh, really? Uh -huh. Did she live out here? She lived out here oh, at the time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and uh, we were going to do a podcast together, and mm -hmm. she was going to be the commentator, and I was going to put the music together. Yeah. So we have one podcast. That's the <laughs> only <laughs> So I, I um, wanted to talk to you because um, I've known of you for many years. I remember years ago hearing about your the foundation, and um, and and I was always amazed at what you put together, you know. And so I just wondered what what you were like. What does that take, you know? What sort of drives you to do what you do? Ooh, that's a loaded question. Isn't it? You don't have to say it all. You don't have to answer it all right now. You can tell me if there's good paninis here or. Uh, oh, they have amazing know, French toast. That's, yeah, that's what's good here. Yeah, French toast. Mm -hmm. If you like French toast, mm -hmm. really good French toast. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and you. great tea. Awesome. Not right now, but thank you. Um, yeah. And I discovered Lofty's uh, French toast because when yeah. I was pregnant, mm -hmm. I went on a French toast bin. Right. But going back to your question. Yeah. No, you can go. You can jag off. <laughs> you can totally jag off. I, um, I like that actually. <laughs> Um, so going back to your question, what what's driven me to do what I'm doing is so many aspects of not only my personal life, yeah. but um, what I've experienced and seen and um, mainly just experienced through skateboarding and mm. seeing how skateboarding can really be used as a tool to change someone's life. Yes. And um, may that be through them discovering something within themselves that they didn't know they had in them, um, conquering fears, yeah. um, becoming inspired. Right. Um, may it be by continuing to skateboard or be like, wow, like I was so inspired because of skateboarding, I decided to do something completely different. Right. You know, it opened um, that up. Open that up, just like. Mm -hmm. I feel um, just seeing the self-confidence, not only with myself, because I originally, you know, grew up with skateboarding. Three brothers, 411 videos, hip-hop in the house all day. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Where was that? Um, in Vista. Okay. Yeah, but I, I mean, even my older brother used to skateboard when we lived in Hawaii. Okay. You know, um, a little background on me. My father was in the military, okay. so... Uh, traveled different places from East Coast to mm -hmm. Japan to Hawaii, West Coast, you know. At what age are you doing all this traveling? Um, well, by the time I was 11, or maybe 10, 10, 11, um, I had already lived in North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Japan, um, Hawaii, Arizona. Uh, by 11? Yeah. Hawaii, Arizona, California. And then there's so um, many different cultures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in the military, you meet so many different cultures. Um, mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we lived on base, sometimes we lived off base, um, and you know, moved from California sophomore year of high school to Colorado. Wow. Lived in Colorado Which till I was 22. Where were we at up in Colorado? Um, I lived, graduated from Colorado um, in Colorado Springs yeah. Air Academy High School. Yep. Um, yeah, I lived on the Air Force Down there by there. John O'Schwan's place? Yeah, yep. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we went to competing schools. We've talked okay. about that. <laughs> Still hard feelings or no? Uh, he's younger, so I kind of let him. Okay, <laughs> give him a pass on that? No, um, he's, he's actually amazing. I know. Um, so, yeah, we've talked about it, and um, I, uh, you know, Colorado really inspired me on such a different level, um, nature-wise, environmental-wise. Um, yeah. You know, uh, 16, 15, 15, 15 years old. Yeah. Um, literally went from surf culture to the popular guys in my high school at the time were you know, the jocks, football, yeah. soccer, yeah. you know, yeah. and cowboys. Right, true. <laughs> like, Especially right straight there. up yeah. cowboy yeah. hats, boots, bow buckles, shoe. Mm -hmm. 
like, um, yep. which was really interesting to me. And um, did you ever go? Did you ever venture off? This thing's gonna jag, so, many things, so don't, <laughs> don't worry. We'll come back to things. Did you ever venture off towards uh, uh, um, eastern Colorado from where you were at, like? Um, so I, I lived in Colorado Springs, yeah. and when I graduated, um, I really surprised my parents because in our culture, Latin culture, you kind of stay at home till you get married, or okay. you know, however. But I was like, no, I'm moving out when I'm 18, and I got a job. I went up to the mountains with my friend. Got the Rockies. A, um, Summit County. Yeah. So Vail Resort. Yep. Got a job with Vail Resort. Wow. Worked at Keystone. At 18. At 18, like literally applied right. at 18. Did your parents follow you up there? Do they, uh, <laughs> they spy on you? Well, yes and no. But I really shocked them because I came home and I'm like, I'm moving out. This is when I'm moving out because I got the job and they start me in Oct October and this was like May. And they're like, what? I'm like, I got a job at Bell Resort, so I'm living in employee housing. <laughs> That's awesome. Just like, That's awesome. You know, like didn't yeah. believe I was really gonna do it, and um, ended up being a lift operator, mm -hmm. um, ticket scanner, snowboard All those instructor, jobs at a resort, uh, pizza, pizza girl, chef, uh -huh. <laughs> and yeah. um, in the summertime, a horseback riding guide. And right. by this time, my parents were starting to freak out because they're like, "Is she She's gonna really not coming back?" Yeah, not coming back. But it was more of a. Is she gonna go to university? Oh. Is she gonna, you know, because the statistics show if a lot of high school kids, if they don't go directly into university, a lot of them just tend they to. They won't go know, back. They won't go back. No. And I just kept telling them, like, I will go back. And they're like, you said three months. Now it's six months. Now it's you a year. You had your party, so go back to school. Yeah. And my party was snowboarding. I was going to ask you, were you a skier or a snowboarder? Snowboarder. This, can, this conversation can continue. <laughs> Deathly afraid of skiing, though. Deathly afraid. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Two feet, objects, legs crossing. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, no. It's too much for it's my just, brain. Yeah, it's yeah. too much for my brain. Uh -huh. So props to the skiers out there. Right. They go um, fast, too, those guys, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. They, they go, go very fast. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, so... Snowboarding, what year? What year was that? Uh, I started snowboarding 97. Okay. 97. So at that time, could you snowboard at uh, all the places in Colorado? What was I, the think, I think they just had started opening it up. There was like certain parts, I believe, on Vail Resort. Uh, actually, Vail, Vail Resort. Mm -hmm. um, like, I think the windows or... I, I can't. No, they opened up the windows when I was up there. Okay. Because I advocated that was just against up, it. That's just when they're opening that up. I mean, right yeah. before you started, there was because I started around '90 something. Oh, there are still signs. Yeah. No, no knuckle draggers are allowed. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know the right. gapers, which yeah. are usually the Texans. Sorry, Texas. <laughs> You have those weird snowboard clothes. They weren't the same as the ski clothes. And yeah. Yeah, culture, yeah. right? Culture, yeah. yeah. And that was the year, honestly, that um, I did get a couple concussions. And I, you did? Yeah. The Tell last, me about one of them. Ooh. The, the, the Give me the rundown. Uh, border Cross just came out. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing that? You're in a park? Yeah. Um, I never hit the park. I don't, I'm not all about airs. When I did air, I dislocated my elbow. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but... If you see me snowboarding and, and my board's off the ground, uh -huh. you know, call, call patrol because... <laughs> it's, it's not, a, not it's intentional. Not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I bet you have good style. Well, <laughs> I hope. I don't know. I don't know. You know, up I just love air. it. I love snowboarding. Yeah, me yeah. too. And that's what actually even got me more into skateboarding because, like, I skated... What, grew up watching videos. Yeah. My my neighbors luckily were three girls okay. that had the same kind of upbringing. You know, first generation parents Latin, parents super religious. Um, you know, girls didn't really do anything. Parents expecting me to pick up my brother's plates from the table. You Your know. parents or theirs? Mine Your and kids. her. Well, she had no boys. Is that why you left at eighteen? So, yeah, kind of. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I 
I do have to admit, my brothers do make their bed be better than me. They do? So, yeah. You just don't like doing it or what? Yeah. And, and they can wait, they know how to iron clothes and I don't. Really? Yeah. Is it not defiance, just you don't have a knack, a knack for that? Not, I hate it. You hate it? <laughs> <laughs> it's painful for me. To this day? To this day. <laughs> That's very honest. <laughs> Did you ever go to Rocky Ford or, or um, you know, that's kind of close to Springs there. Like if you went towards all that farmland, it was sort of uh, uh, east of you guys. Yeah. You go past Pueblo and then you go into those farm. Did you ever go in that area? There's a beautiful skate park up there now. Um, I mean, I've been kind of all over Colorado. Yeah. And. Um, that's where all my relatives came from is Rocky Ford. Oh. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Swink, La Junta, Rocky Ford, that whole yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, it's I have to look at the map. <laughs> right. And then I mean, the opposite then, direction of Denver basically. Go through Pueblo and then you go up that one I've definitely been to Pueblo. Yeah. So yeah. Pueblo's a trip. And I've gone to places out east because they have rodeos there. Yes. So that's why I'm like, I feel like I've been out there because I have gone to my fair share of rodeos. You have? <laughs> because of your brothers or the culture or your own because, interest? Um, own interest because of curiosity. Okay. Like, you know, popular guys, cowboys, you're oh, in that's Colorado. Right. That's right, you're in Colorado. So you know, back then the, they used yeah. to have cigarette commercials, Marvel. So wow. that's wow, kind right. of how I... Yeah, so wow. I kind of associated Marble Man, Colorado. Did you find that when you went to the rodeo? Um, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last rodeo, luckily the ones I did go to, no animals were ever harmed. But the last one I did, which was in Greeley. I, mean, I know Greeley, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and I almost went to school there, but I couldn't handle, that's how Living in Boulder, because I did start my schooling in Boulder. in Boulder and Louisville. And, yeah. yeah, Louisville. Love yeah. Louisville. Um, that's how you knew the snow was coming. It just starts smelling like Greeley. And, you, really? and then my nose would twitch. I'd look at the sky. What does Greeley smell like? Poop. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cattle. Cattle, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like Chino, kind of. Yeah. Have you ever skateboarded in Chino? No. Oh, it's similar. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just really mm. poopy, poopy smell. You know it's going to snow. And so that was always the joke. Oh, it smells like Greeley. How much time do we have to get up to the summit? <laughs> that was your indicator? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We've offended I, I, Texans and people from Greeley. <laughs> <laughs> but I was such a fanatic. Like, I know in... In school, a lot of kids were getting in trouble due to like first experimental drug use and drinking and, you know, just like discovering themselves through different avenues. Sure. And me, like my two addictions were live music and of all kinds. Yeah. Um, mainly fish, dead, you know, just the bluegrass yeah. like, kind of stuff, yeah. but it all to snowboarding like i would go to my lecture in my snowboard boots and pants because there was a hint of the air changing and it might snow so <laughs> i like how you rephrase that <laughs> a hint of the air changing <laughs> yeah and you know i remember my chemistry teacher at one point was like michaela you are not going to get more than a c if you don't start staying in class because <laughs> I literally would pack up during the middle of lecture. If, because powder. Because I'd see the snowflake. And this is, I don't it's believe true. in technology. Just mm -hmm. a, a little hint. My parents were freaked out when I lived there because mm -hmm. I didn't have a cell phone out of outright, didn't want one, mm -hmm. or a landline, or internet. Or a computer, because <laughs> yeah. um, I was so extremely anti-technology yeah. that when I had to do schoolwork, I know, knew myself. Mm -hmm. I had to be in that library, mm -hmm. and I had to be interacting with other peers, okay. and I had to have that support of the school. On top of that, I worked three jobs. I was a live-in nanny, I cleaned houses, and wow. I worked for my school, Wow. all different types of part-time jobs, um, to learn and do what I love. So you needed to be connected 
without technology, you, you felt it was too much of a distraction, or um, do you still feel that way about technology? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. That's actually yeah. really cool. Yeah. That's really. Um, my daughter doesn't really watch TV. Mm -hmm. um, if we do, it's like a movie night, which is big. Mm -hmm. And um, and if we do, it's something like she'll ask me now, like, Mom, can I really watch a documentary? It's like a treat. <laughs> because she really wants to watch TV, and she knows I won't say no to learning. Okay. So I, at that point, I just ask her, what kind of documentary do you want? What is it that you want to learn about? Right. You know, right. and then she'll tell me. You know, sometimes if I get sick of the the subject because I've learned so much about tigers. Okay. You know, so she has a fascination with that, or why? Yeah, why? Okay. tigers. Yeah, her spirit mm -hmm. animal is a baby elephant. <laughs> Make sure you drink your tea. And, yeah. And so, yeah. So. Um, but you're but you're okay with that with the. Oh yeah, when the it, documentary. Yeah, documentaries. Mm -hmm. um, I put on language programs for her, so yeah. I'll ask her, "Hey, what language do you want to learn?" Mm -hmm. You know. Just something they're supposed to do when they're young. Yeah. Yeah, supposedly better for them. Yeah. But I hate yeah. TV, so if mm -hmm. I'm going to have to suffer <laughs> right. with this piece of technology that I already despise. yeah despise and know I have to expose her to yeah. consciously, yeah. consciously, um, I might as well do it where she's learning learning about ab advocacy too. Like, mm. there's a couple documentaries I put on that I just watched start the beginning and kind of end it right there, just mm -hmm. so she can understand world differences like poverty, mm -hmm. you know? Um, one she really loves is Under the Arctic Sky, which is a surf documentary. Okay. Them catching the northern lights and oh. surfing in like really, really <laughs> cold, cold areas. Cold water, yeah. And I remember she just was like, Mom, I'm going there to surf when I'm big. So she's got this <laughs> thing now. Wow. Yeah, wow. so, um, yeah, and that's kind of like how snowboarding really captured me and skateboarding and and just like even poetry. At one point, I was really big in writing political poetry. Political, now tell me, what is that, political? Because <laughs> poetry is obscure as it is. I mean, poetry, like I feel like it takes a really smart person to make a novel, but they get all these pages to make their story. And then it takes an even smarter person to <laughs> write a short story, but still they've got at least multiple pages to make a story. Poetry, my God, these are the jazz musicians <laughs> of writers, aren't they? Because they, in just a few paragraphs, can say these things, and you feel like you have like lived this epic thing. I mean, that's isn't isn't a poet like just the most amazing uh, writer? I mean, the ninja of writers, would you wouldn't you say? Um. I, I I'm inspired by them. Yeah. What, so I, mean, I never even heard the term political um, poetry. What does that even mean? What does that mean, political poetry? Um, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> how can I Did say this? Did you just make it up, Michaela? <laughs> no, how no. can I say this without... Um, you know, it's a touchy subject. Oh, uh, so, oh yeah. So in the sense of like... Um, I write about things that I'm super passionate about. Passionate, compelled to so write, you write about political poetry. Haven't in a while. But you have done that. But I can rap about it. I didn't it. know that yeah. was a thing. I didn't know that was a, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Um, so yes. So I started writing um, even more deeply. I've had I've had a knack for writing. I don't know how why, but I I kind of feel like it's a gift. Yes, I do make a lot of grammatical errors. Mm -hmm. You know, spelling mm -hmm. spelling can and cannot be a forte of mine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it depends on... You could have if, that yeah. demon, the demonic machine fix that for you. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, nowadays. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, nowadays. That's true. And, I, and even, I don't know, a lot of people don't know I have my master's in special education. Um, and the the small amount, the small time here in the States that I taught in that, it gave me... It also gave me so much direction as well as self-awareness and consciousness when it came to teaching kids to write. Yes. And I'm a firm believer on the paper, hardback, soft, soft cover back, however it may be, dictionary and thesaurus. Now, why? What, what, what is it about a book that is different than 
a phone, you know, words on a phone as opposed to words on a book? You have to think to find what you want to find. And you have to define that meaning. And while you're trying to look for that specific meaning and that word, you're also looking at so many different <laughs> words and different meanings you get distracted? too. Um, to to find what you're looking for, and I feel it triggers a different side of that brain mm -hmm. that a lot of people are losing. And then having to like really, I I would get the kids to touch the touch the paper, touch the word, mm -hmm. scan the word, underline that word, how is it spelled? It's just a different way of learning and mm -hmm. teaching and rewiring the brain. Mm -hmm. And they get excited when they find that. It's like a different confidence builder for them. Right. And though they may make the mistake when they copy the word to paper, um, they're going to understand the meaning of that word. It's true. You know, true. they may yeah. not learn to spell it, but at least they understand that meaning. Yes. So yes. not everyone's going to want to utilize writing, you know, as they get older. But at least as long as you can expand. Um, you think they should? Yeah. <laughs> like a journal or to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. of course, but. I know, you know, like working with children with disabilities, I don't want them to also feel like, oh, because I don't have this niche for writing or this passion for writing, I, I'm going to stop myself from learning. Yeah, there's things you have to do in life. Like, we have to work to earn money. Yeah. Um, damn. <laughs> I, you know? But, right right now. but, you know, it's, it's, it's something we have to do unless we want to move to a commune and which is you know an yeah. which is an option sure. and there's always options or if you want to live a different lifestyle you know you it's to each their own but you know um, i feel once kids learn to read yeah as well as expand their vocabulary even if they have difficulty reading they become better communicators and that's where the magic happens because when they're able to communicate they also can advocate for themselves they can advocate for their passions they can be driven and learn how to learn and know how to learn and changes the whole changes the direction whole of their life yeah. Yeah. yeah so you know um you know the person that really inspired me you know through my special education because I have such an out-of-the-box thinking and I think that's why I was really drawn to like skateboarding and snowboarding just non-traditional political poetry right. <laughs> but never in my life like, yeah. you know or because of people like the my master teacher um, in special education Carrie Livingston okay. you know um, she she I worked with kids that couldn't even mutter a sound you know, because they had cerebral palsy, non-vocal, with behavioral, and also, um, I think they changed the term with MR. Okay. You know, and okay. she got these kids to utter sounds, learn the alphabet, and read words. Mm. And just to know from, you know, seeing miracles happen with these kids, and the power of them just learning this and the doors that open for them in the future, may it be that they can be hired on by a restaurant to fold napkins because they can follow a five-step five step direction, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, whoa, the, talk about the independence. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, and so sometimes I lose patience with kids that have the capacity because working with children that don't have what society says, the capacity, yes. and well, seeing they, these right. miracles happen, yeah. to me just really like, whew, the magic that these kids are able to create, apply that to another kid, game changer, game changer. Ignites a thing, doesn't it ignite it, a, a game beginning? Changer. Yeah. yeah, game, game changer, changer in, in, in every aspect not only their life but if we teach kids about advocacy you know um in the sense of like let's save our planet let's take care of our planet what can we do for our planet how can we protect our planet um 
you know, everything. This, you know, how can we, how can we get along with other humans? How can we step into that acceptance? How can we learn about cultures without judgment or placing our own judgment or trying to change the culture because it doesn't place with what we believe? We have, yeah. You know, yeah. like, and, and just becoming more conscious on that step. And I know that's really utopian and whatever people, ah. But for really? me, if you, why would you apologize about that? You know, like just because, you know, sometimes like look at our society <laughs> as a whole. Yeah. There's still war. There's still poverty. Amazing, there's isn't still, it? you know, there's still children being kidnapped to go into freaking human trafficking. Like what sick mind? You it know what I mean? Happens, like yeah. it yeah. still happens. Yeah. And, and it's true. you know, like not far from here. Yeah. From where we're sitting right now. Yeah. I mean, there's there's abductions that happen on a daily, and yeah. we're blessed to live in the United States, but think about the countries that don't have the protection we do. Yeah. Right. You know? And that's what inspires me to do Poseidon, you know, mm -hmm. in all honesty. Why not? Why? Is because we can make a difference, and by teaching um, the youth to pursue their passions and them learn to accomplish their dreams um, and also learn about protecting our planet and knowing about, yeah, not, you know, there's some that will dive deep and like create a nonprofit for, you know, like invisible children and, you know, stuff like that. But being able to be aware and be like, hey, I want to change the future. You know, we have to understand it's not going to happen in one year, five years, yes. 10 years. That would be magical if someone can wave a unicorn wand over the universe and we're like, ta-da! Do they have a unicorn la la uh, latte here at uh, Lofty? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's in, in the reality of things, like, it's going to be a progression. And just like anything, it may get really, really, really bad before we're like, whew. Like, so is it a mission? It is a mission. Yeah. It is a mission. It sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. And I, but I think you've already started that explosion of thought and of consciousness and of, you know, starting people's in a cognitive way to change their lives, to have a mantle so they can see in the dark and find their own way. and. Yeah, change the mindset of society. That's mm -hmm. That was one of our slogans, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. It's a ripple effect. It is. You know, one right. drop. Right. And do make these a countries difference. know that when they're letting you in there, you're bringing hope? <laughs> that they still let you in there if they knew you're bringing hope? Because don't countries sometimes not like it when there's hope? Isn't it easier to control people if there's no hope? Um, is that how some people feel about our country right now? <laughs> sure. Wouldn't, wouldn't anybody in power use um, fear to control people? Yeah. Yeah. Or divide people? Isn't, aren't people easier, easily manipulated if they're divided? Yes, but it, it's um, interesting to me that, um, yeah, like, you can only control yourself. And if, and, and that's like a lesson that I've really, you know, have had to learn and still practice and still am working on. Yeah. And, you know, having a three and a half year old, <laughs> you know, really, really has changed my life. How so? I can't control her. <laughs> <laughs> Did you try? <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to, um, you know, just like lovely people that have been in my life, like, you know, my dear friend Leslie, you know, um, working with Amelia, you know, Cindy, Laura, powerful women within even the skateboard and snowboard industry, as well as, you know, um, I, I studied a lot of, you know, First Nations, Aboriginal, you know, uh, philosophy in a way, because in college I was really big into philosophy of religion, mm -hmm. just to understand yeah. religion as well as culture. Yes. And um, so I, if I could take more classes, I took every class on it that they could possibly. So you're fascinated by that. Yeah, is, yeah. It is fascinating, isn't it? Yes, it's really fascinating. What did you, I know I'm jumping all around, but what did you learn about that? Because that's a huge interest of mine. I mean, it all came from philosophy, didn't it? Yeah. A lot of modern 
all this, right? <laughs> to yeah. some degree. Mm -hmm. Aristotle and all this and... Uh, uh, Even the ones prior to him? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, people start thinking about things and that's how this happened, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm truly fascinated by it. Um, and on top of that, just um, growing up, you know, only one religion, you know, and uh, when I was in college, well, actually, I shouldn't say college. My godmother exposed me to, you know, a chiropractor that would talk about, like, your meridians and, <laughs> you know, the energy. Did that trip you out? You know, you, no, I was so fascinated by what he was talking about. That didn't about. conflict with what you previously believed? No. No, um, I think, and also growing up military, you meet so many different people right. from different cultures. And it's true. It's not like you're in one town your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like when people really um, talk about, like, seeing in color or culture or religion, I never, I was so fortunate. I was so, so fortunate. Because I know I've, I've spoken to other people that grew up in the military, and they're just like, oh, my God. And that's one huge blessing I could say, you know, as um, growing up. But like because of the diversity, the diversity, yeah. And my and my parents were, you know, they they weren't really like diverse and open to me exploring other religions because I think they were more afraid that maybe I'd fall into some cult or something. Sure, I have a friend that that happened to her, yeah, her daughter, yeah. 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 So, but. Um, we, you know, um, I, get, I guess I was fascinated by it because also um, I grew up in Hawaii during Desert Storm. Yeah. And I remember having, I believe, two different priests from two different religions coming to my house to just let their family know their father had passed. You know? That's heavy. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, it was like, it was so unique to see like, yeah, it wasn't a Catholic priest or, you know, this priest or this priest. It was like, my parents were open because they understood, you know, so. What touched you about that? It was because it was, it was the human aspect of that? Yeah. Or, yeah. The human aspect. That it overrode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, and I truly believe that. You know, most religions, you know, um, do teach like love, compassion, you know, non-judgment. Um, but it's how we interpret that that kind of skews the overall yes. view of it. Because yes. if people would step back and just look, like, oh, you know, like, am I am I approaching this from a place of love? or right. compassion, or right. empathy. Um, and like I said, I'm not perfect by any means, but I always self-reflect, you know? I'm always, you know, to the point over-analyzing. You do. You know, and um, maybe that's the political poetry side of me. <laughs> but, but um, you know, just like anything, like, it hurts when you're called out on stuff, but I actually, like, will take a step back and just, like, be like, whoa. Okay, do I agree, disagree? If if I agree, how can I change? Like, is this really me or are they reflecting? You know? There's growth there, right? Yeah. It's uncomfortable, but there's growth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Wow, this is heavy. <laughs> I love heavy conversations. It's one of the reasons I started doing this. Um, it talks about, this is really about art, this podcast, but um, because of technology, like you're talking about, this is. A conversation we could never have over, a, a, you know, a, a text or or Instagram or the internet, a chat forum. Yeah. You know, um, and it kind of makes sense to me what you did now. Kind of makes sense. Why were you always that way? What what created that selfless desire to um, help people? My parents. My parents. Yeah. That's the way they are. Yeah. Mm. Mm. There's a, a reward in that for you. Yeah. 
sorry, it's getting touchy. <laughs> That's okay. You can stop anytime you want and, okay. you know, um, have a little... Uh, a little tea? <laughs> yeah, have some more uh, caffeine. Um, so, uh... Because no, you've sacrificed a, a lot. Yeah. Haven't you? Yeah, so, like, another thing is a lot of people um, don't know that in college you get student loans, dun-dun-dun. Which you cannot get out of. Can't get out of those. You get in debt. You get in debt. It's the truth. It's totally the truth. And so my debt, the way I rationalize it, it was my contribution to society. So instead of buying a new car or or, you know, partying my ass off, or, you know, like, whatever. Um, I, I blissfully wasted, <laughs> um, wasted in the sense of like, yeah, um, eating good, learning about food through, you know, culture through food as well. Yeah. Um, and music. <laughs> right, huge for you. Yeah, yeah. and um, snowboarding, snowboarding passes. They're expensive. Um, so expensive to snowboard. Yeah, I learned. You the don't loop- work there. I mean, my God. Yeah, I learned yeah. the loophole. Um, so back then, Washington Mutual, which no longer exists. Right, I used to be with them. Yeah, yeah. which is now Chase. Yeah. But um, they would do a student deal where if you opened up for two hundred dollars a bank account, you got a five mountain pass. <laughs> Uh oh. Yeah. There's some shady information coming <laughs> here, Michaela. Is this a shady aspect of this podcast? <laughs> we passed the statute of limitations on. Uh... Should we sign in on disclosure? Whoever's listening to this, this is a verbal consent, non disclosure. <laughs> Do not share. <laughs> Freely, that is. But um, no, so I would go there. Yeah. And then I'd open up my bank account with them. And then Wells Fargo, okay. <laughs> their competitor, yeah. would open up one for two fifty for a five mountain pass with copper. And, copper, that's and where I learned yeah. this. Uh, that's my first place, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's where yeah. I got my concussion. Yeah, <laughs> I walked down the whole hill. Yeah, my cousin took me to the advanced run. Uh-huh. He was supposed to teach me, but he just wanted to ride. So I'm just there, chubby little Japanese guy, nine years old, chubby walking Japanese down the whole guy. run. Yeah, my other cousin kicked his ass. Why were you walking down the run? Because run? I didn't know. Because he didn't. He was supposed to teach me how to ride. Uh-huh. Instead of taking me to the bunnies, he took me straight to the top uh-huh. of the hill. And I didn't know how to ride. I tried for a while, just you know. Finally, gave up. Gave yeah, so I had to up. walk all the way down with skis. Oh, skis. You know, in my Snoopy jacket. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Copper. <laughs> Fond memories. Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I opened up a bank account with them. And repeatedly, I would say over a course of three years, uh, I would close my account at the end of season. (laughs) You found a way. (laughs) Take my money out. And then when they would open up this special again, Mm -hmm. I would go open it. I love that. Did it ever coincide with powder? Oh, God. Oh, powder as in powder days? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I remember um, I remember waking up at 1240 because I heard the blizzard was going to come through <laughs> and jumping in my car and like, fuck, it's snowing outside. Right. You know? Dangerous. And, and yeah. Getting in my car at 12:40 at night because wow. I knew they were gonna close the pass and I knew it was gonna snow like so you three had to get feet up before they shut that. Shut that pass. Yeah. You know. Right. And I get it. I I remember getting to the canyon, that you know, turning, going through um, Boulder, Boulder Canyon, and literally having to U-turn because I stopped about 25 times with my heat full blast. Right. And using a. Um, and I had like the, what is it? The ice melting kind of windshield stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, the I know. Anti-freeze stuff or whatever. Oh my God, the yeah. worst stuff you could possibly buy right. environmentally. Right, strips but, the paint off, yeah. Yeah, and uh-huh. I would use the ice scraper with right, my- plastic with a wood. Dr- yeah. You know, driving like two miles per hour with my arm out scraping <laughs> like a little hole to see. And at that point I was like, this is not worth it. 
Um, and I had to turn around, and it took me, and mind you, this drive from where I lived to Boulder Canyon was only like 8.5 miles wow. or something like that. And it took me an hour and a half to get home. Wow. To get wow. home. Where were you living back then? Boulder. You were in Boulder. Okay. Yeah. Right. And, um, wow. Yeah, that's how dedicated. <laughs> you loved it. I loved it. When was the last time you went? Um, I would say like four years ago. So before the kid? Yeah. You haven't gone since the kid? Yeah. You gotta go. You have to go. Yeah, I know. I want to go this year. Right now the locals have a little powder. Which doesn't mean anything here, but. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I used to go to the snowboard. Uh, did you ever do the full moon? No. What back is that? Backcountry. What is that? I've done backcountry. Yeah. I got lost out there. Had to walk for two hours. <laughs> knee deep snow. All that stuff. I thought I was gonna die. Me and my friends were almost crying. <laughs> and I didn't just do that once. <laughs> yeah. It was great until that moment, you know? It was epic until that moment, and then, yeah. Yeah. What is that? What is a full moon? What is that okay, mean? so Loveland Pass, they would have full moon snowboard. So you would go around like 11 o'clock at night wow. and snowboard the pass. Wow. And you just hitchhike up. Well, you would, you would have friends. So you would caravan, because you, you know, you'd have the friend waiting for you at the bottom. Right. And then you would thumb it up to the top and just continue to do that till like three, four in the morning. That's awesome. Yeah. What were the conditions like generally? Not crusty, it was nice conditions? Yeah. Really? Because it's still snowing, Star Wars style. Oh, that's style. when you would do it, okay. Yeah, or that's if it wasn't snowing. Do you like too. snowing? How much powder is too much powder? Um, I would say about, for me, once it gets to like three and a half feet, four feet, just because that takes a lot of muscle strength. It does. It's exhausting to go down. <laughs> like if it's above the knee, I mean, it's pretty exhausting after a while. Yeah, your back leg cramps up. The mm -hmm. arch of your foot kind of. You get that thing. Yeah, yeah, you get your toes going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. uh, a little, I like it when it's really just, really just a couple feet. Yeah, That's about it. me too. You look down, your board's like floating. And it's just amazing. And I have to admit, I know, I love groom runs. Well, I mean, there's more control in a groom run than, yeah, than, uh, yeah. right. I know, but right. yeah, I just, yeah. So like a first one in the morning, groom run, yeah. thousand miles an hour straight down the hill type of thing? Or? No, just carving. I love the carve? Yeah, I love the feeling of carving. Um, you have carving boots or you are conventional snowboard? Conventional. Yeah. Okay. Conventional. Yeah. Um, and um, sneaking. Um, cutting the ropes a little bit. <laughs> right. That's what it's, it's dangerous because I've done that and you think, oh, I got some of the stuff that, and then all of a sudden you're like, where are we at? And you look, look around, like, two hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Luckily, I was never that ballsy. Yeah. I would only. It's not ballsy, stupidity. Yeah, well, if you go with the right people. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know? But, um, and I've only done that maybe once or twice, but, you know, I've, I've, I always like to cut a little closer to like, okay, I could just pop out, yeah. you know? So you and kind of see the yeah. run. Yeah, or know if I keep going to the right. You know what's down there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, I have to admit, like um, my best friend, my first roommate, she was from Kansas, but Cindy, like uh, she, me and her would go snowboarding, and I called her the Red Bomber because she was the Why? one who liked to bomb the hills. <laughs> Straight down. Yeah, and she called. It's easier. Yeah. Less leg usage. Yeah. And Carving she, takes it out of you. <laughs> and she would call me Crazy Michaela. Like, uh -huh. okay, Crazy Michaela. Oops, sorry. So I just put it on your t-shirt. Um, all right, Crazy Michaela. You know, because I would. I just wouldn't care. I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna cut the ropes, or, <laughs> I, hey, let's uh. Let's do something stupid so we scare our friends and they think it's someone else. But once we get to the front, they would get kind of they'd laugh and be mad. Uh -huh. Like, pretend like we're going to jump off the lift and they see someone and they'll be like calling it across. We have a jumper. We so you have like a to jumper. cause some problems. <laughs> yeah. You like to instigate some stuff sometimes. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I remember one time it was when Walkmans, they yes. finally came out with the waterproof Oh, the yellow Sports. one? Yeah, the yellow yeah. one. Uh -huh. I got that one, and um, I had my music on, and we were, we were snowboarding, and there was my favorite part. There was this 
this run that you can cut the rope safely and go through <laughs> <laughs> and you can go through a couple like mm -hmm. wide enough trees but no one yeah. really hits it so it's like nice you don't have to worry about like killing yourself <laughs> and then and then i would go out switch and like hit this little lip seriously that, switch yeah you're that, good that would um that would uh kind of lip out of the like you have to duck like you have to hit it right so you're ducking while you hit oh because the thing above you yeah, yeah. cut the rope but switch once no you're not even regular you're going switch yeah and yeah. so 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 then i just like this is as trick as i would get i would um i would hop out and just do a little 180 and land out and then just like ride out and I, I, I had perfected it. And it was like my own little fun little run thing that I did. And I remember we were snowboarding and we stopped and I, I had my music on blast. I didn't even know and I was so focused that I was going to do this because I saw the fresh powder. It just snowed. And um, I didn't even know there was a ski patrol guy next to her. And I guess he yelled. Oh, I hope you guys aren't staring to cut those ropes right there. I had no idea. You're oblivious. Was, yeah, oblivious. Yeah. Uh -huh. Totally cut the ropes in front of the ski patrol guy, do my little thing, pop out on the end, and uh -huh. then kept snowboarding. Uh -huh. And my friend Cindy had to convince him, being like, she's oblivious, she doesn't hear you, she has her music on, like, I am so sorry. And he's like, just tell your friend I could have clipped her ticket. <laughs> I was gonna say, you didn't get banned or? No. Wow. And wow. so, so he was really cool about it. Thank God for my friend. Wow. And she told me, she's like, you know there was a ski patrol guy right there. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which, which hill? Um, it was Keystone. I don't remember the name. It was but you a, had a little thing a where you knew run. right where to go out. Yeah. You go switch. Uh -huh. You tuck and you fly out of the thing and you 180 back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you're a good snowboarder. Yeah. Wow, that's kind cool. of, you know, but yeah. That that's was... the other thing. If I'm going switch, call ski patrol because it's not on purpose. <laughs> I'm going backwards. Yeah. Big problem. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. I could, I could only skateboard regular, but I snow, snowboard goofy. Really? And then I think that's why I could switch really easy. Because, like, there's run, there's parts when it gets too steep. For some reason, I feel safer riding switch because my carve is deeper. Yes. But but when when I feel comfortable, like, you'll know when I'm comfortable because I'm cruising. I'm cruising. Yeah. You won't see me switching from... <laughs> Gooby to regular. Gooby to That's regular. what you do? You do that sometimes? Yeah, like I'll be like, okay, one spot, switch, <laughs> slow myself down, I can dig it in deeper, right. and then I go That's back. That's killer. Wow. Yeah. So. You're good. You're a good one. Yeah. You love snowboarding. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that led you to skateboarding? Uh-huh. And what kind of skateboarding did you do? Um... So the first real experience I had of skateboarding, like real, real, like not just longboarding with my girlfriend. Yeah, isn't that real? What's, what's not real about that? It is real. Yeah. But I mean, for me, that sparked it. Sparked oh, okay. it, like, okay. like my real. Experience. You realize I like this. A lot. Yeah. Um, not just that I'm going with my girlfriends that my parents allow me to, and I'm gonna skate with them because. You know, I'm gonna skate with them. Right. You know, right. not like, oh my God, let's go skate. Right. Like, um, was when I was invited to the all girls skate jam, and I believe it was, um, a, I don't even know the girl, it's not Teen Vogue, it was the opposite one, it starts with a C. Um, magazine, Teen Magazine. Okay. Um, sponsored. Like Cosmo or something? Or? Cosmo, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. And um, sponsored the all-girls skate jam um, skateboarding clinic at the metal YMCA in Escondido. Wow. <laughs> Taking me back. Yeah. Wow. Those metal ramps. Yeah. And they only gave her the times between 1 and 3 o'clock. Wow. Two hours. <laughs> um, yeah, basically. Maybe a little bit like closer to 3.30, but it was during the hottest time when the park was closed. Okay. Because it was the hottest. Blazing time. hot. Steel yeah. ramps. Steel ramps. Fall down. It's oh, like yeah. Fall on an iron. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, they had this fun, well, they had that vert ramp. And then right next to the vert ramp was a really fun little bowl. And it had like a four foot roll in and like a, a deeper roll in too. It's killer. And I remember I was able to roll in 
after like they had me pumping on the vert ramp just to understand that. So that's where you're at. You're like just yeah. trying to get the basics down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then they were like, I think you can roll in. And then I was so scared shitless, but I was able to roll in and carve it. And when I felt the carve and the sensation that triggered snowboarding. <laughs> Which is what, endorphins or some, I love that, the sensation that triggered snowboarding. <laughs> I fell in love. I hear you. I hear and, you. And I was just like, wow, I love this. Right. And um, I have to admit, I, street skating is, is my, it's my heart. I love it. I, yeah. You know. Um, yeah, you learned, you were introduced via a carve. Yeah. But I, I grew up with it, watching it with my brothers. Yeah. My brothers all street skated. Now, why know? do you say I have to admit? Um, like, is that negative? Is it a negative no, thing to like street skateboarding? No, it's just, you know, I don't want to play favorites, but it is my favorite. <laughs> Everybody's allowed to like a, you know, vanilla or a chocolate or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's all I love, skateboarding, isn't it's, it? Yeah, I love it all. I love it all. But like, there's something about street, like street. No, I'm not talking. Going skating in the street? I love Street League. I love the competition. I love what Tampa does. I love my event, Ladies Day. I like exposure. You know, the tranny street stuff is still very um, uniquely, you know, it, it still does it for me. It still does it for me. You know what I mean? But just street, like. Find a spot. Seeing a spot and <laughs> being like, ooh. Hitting that not even hitting it but just like thinking of like who because i can't do that stuff like i i just like i i personally have so much respect for street all of it but street skaters and them being able to like i mean just like skate some stuff and i mean and and what i love is um taking skateboarders to places where you know, when you become Americanized or mm -hmm. are American mm -hmm. in skateboarding, that buttery concrete. Yes, perfect. You know, perfect. Yeah. Perfection. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to skate that because there's a bump. Right. <laughs> Too many kinks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and taking them down to a place where you feel that love for skateboarding. You know, that passion, that like, whew. Um, and then them become humbled or them go back to, oh, damn, I used to skate this. And, yes. You know, or, 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 whew, you know, like, and them kind of like be humbled. <laughs> I agree. In that sense, like, that's what I'm just like, wow. You like that? Yeah. Don't you think? The um, rawness. Some, yes. Some artists would say that the more you take away from somebody, in other words, if it's a photographer, like you don't give them the greatest camera, you give them like just a piece of shit camera. And, <laughs> and, and, and in art, the less you have, sometimes you make the greatest thing because you don't rely on this, like you said, the smooth concrete, the, all the perfect stuff. And, and I agree. I, I had an experience on, um, I'm, a, I'm a skate park skater and I was never good, but I skated most of my life. And one New Year's Eve, maybe seven years ago, a friend came over, He's a, he makes boards. He's a famous board maker. And uh, we, he said, you want to go skating? And I said, okay. And he goes, well, let's go. And I thought, well, where do you want to go? And I started naming parks. And um, he goes, let's just skate here. And I was like, at my house? He was like, yeah. And we just took off him and maybe six of us. And, was, and I broke my foot that day. I broke my foot during that. And I was having such a revelation that I ignored my broken foot. I just, and, and all of a sudden I realized everything you can skate everything. As stupid as that sounds, yeah. I never knew that because I was always raised in skate parks. I always thought it had to be swept. It had to be those little weird drains on the bottom and it had to be this thing made by a person. Uh -huh. I had no idea that right here where we're sitting, we could go off, get our skaters out of our trunk and skate here and have the most amazing time, you know? Yeah. 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 That's what you like. You like yeah. that. Yeah. That's what inspires me. Mm -hmm. That's what inspires me. Because um, you see the passion. Right. You see the drive. And um, it's, it's nice to be ignited again. You know, like, because, you, you know, you can become dull and stall. 
you know, like stale and, you Routine. know. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens to me often it does. if I'm not, if I'm not creatively invoked, you know, like mm -hmm. it, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> what do you do to combat that? Like artists always, there's a guy, Michael <laughs> Weber, he's this famous magician, but he's a lot of other things. Matter of fact, his partner, Ricky Jay, just died, a famous magician. They worked in movies and everything. One year, he decided to make, artistically, make a thing every single day. For 365 days, he put it upon himself to make something. That's every, painful. Right? <laughs> you know? And I, I never asked him why, but I have a feeling it was because he was in a lull artistically. What do you do to, re, to, to you know, wake yourself up? To, God. Um, or, or do you have anything for that? I mean, I, I have to keep doing multiple things. Like, you know, um, even this last Ladies' Day, I mean, it was our 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Super stoked. Yeah. But, get, you know, you kind of get in a lull, like you said, especially, like, um, you know, everyone demands perfection, including myself. And me catering to like what—that's a tough one. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. just losing that, but like doing something because you know you got to continue to do it, and it brings so much, you know, good vibes. You know, but like, how can I make it even funner? Which isn't a word, but like funner and more organized. Good, gooder. And, yeah, gooder. You know, but like. Just and and how can I cater to the comments people put or you know what I mean like and and and, and whew, yeah, ten years that's a know, long time to run an event yeah and you know I have the most amazing volunteers uh, the day of I have a couple like secret people behind the scene a couple you know that really help me out you know and and, and doing things but it's it's. I do a lot of the work, you know, and a lot of people don't understand how much work that is. They may see me um, just doing one little thing and they're like, oh, Michaela doesn't really do much. I'm the one who's doing this for the foundation and, and posting this or, or writing about this or, you know, helping her get sponsors this or, you know, but, you know, and I understand every aspect of that help and the volunteers, including our photographers, our filmers, our social media person, our website guy, you know, they're all people that volunteer their time yeah. to give back because they believe in something, you know. And so they then, believe, we believe in the thing you're doing. Yeah. And, and ultimately we believe in you. Yes. Or, have, and then these expectations are created or, you know, platforms are climbed on or, you know, that's the ugliest side of what happens sometimes. And so for me, what I begin to do is begin to shut down, shut down, shut down. And, what and, does that mean? Um, meaning like the, the passion and drive then becomes like, yes, it's all work. And I believe in work in what you love, work in what you're passionate about. But when it becomes that four-letter word, that that word of just like I the obligation coming from a place of this is no longer working towards my passion yes. my drive yeah. because of others expectations or others yes. um, you know climbing the 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 ladder or it's just happening you know just, face just, it I mean, just, without naming names I mean, it happens you know it just it's all changing yeah, and especially with the Olympic stuff, you know, and it's just, to me, I was in that space, you know, and and I have to say this year, I, and last year I had fun, but this year it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I wanted to change it up, so I added a hippie jump. Thank you, Glenn. I'm going to say, you know, thank you, Heidi, for introducing me to Glenn, so thank you, yeah. <laughs> you know, and... And then finding out 
you know, later, Glenn was also one of our judges, and finding out he was like Steve Ferris' mentor, and Steve didn't even have communication with Glenn, and Steve had to happen to be at the fair, you know what I mean? Yeah. And oh, and wow. then him being like, wait, what are you doing here? <laughs> and, and just seeing Small like, world. Yes, yeah, small world, yeah. and that's what skateboarding is. It small is. Small world. It, that brings the world together, and seeing that, and then also like, you know, this year, yeah, the, you know, there were some tricks that were really heavily pulled yeah. on that seven stair. Yeah. But having it be like where skateboarding for me generated, and though I was standing with the judges, AKA next year, I will not stand next to the judges Why? because all of a sudden I became in the public size a judge, though I was just oh. having fun. You have to think about stuff like that? Yeah, I do. Oh. And so, you know, I started like, tossing cash for hammers, you know, because I love it, you know, like, yay. And I remember one of the skaters got upset and was like, I didn't land the trick. What are you doing giving me cash? And I'm like, okay, cool. You don't want my money? <laughs> I thought the attempt, the attempt that you did mm -hmm. earned cash. That's awesome. Like, you know what I mean? I wasn't even, I don't care that you didn't land the trick. The, the fact that you decided to attempt what you did off the seven stair was like, whoa, thanks for bringing it up a level. Here's some cash. Right. You know? That's kind of awesome. You know, like, yeah. that's, that's where I was coming from.